Good morning, and welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and we're here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign, corner of Springfield and Duncan, and it opens bright and early at 8 a.m. We also have the phone lines open at 217-356-9397. That's 356 WDWS. Or you can text us at 217-351-5357. Our experts. Maybe you know them. Maybe you don't. Let me introduce them anyway. Marianne Metz, hi. Good, good morning, Tamara. <laughs> John Weiscarver, good morning. Good morning, Tamara. And Steve Brown. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah. Dead. Beautiful moon to drive into this morning. You could actually garden before you came in, right? But no kidding. Yeah. At garden three o'clock the in the morning, it was really bright. Yeah. Oh, you were out there doing it. I wasn't gardening. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> she just had her shades open. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's supposed to be another gorgeous day today. Yes, it is. And then we'll be getting some rain in the next few days. That's just what I was looking at on my radar. Yes. Yeah. A fair amount of rain. Maybe. Heard. Up to one to two inches, maybe? Ish. Ish? Yeah. Over the course of the next four days or so? Yeah. Well, actually, they were talking about tomorrow being a, maybe a couple inches, and then wow. rain for the next three or four days after that. Wow. Interesting how... But it's a forecast, so... Every forecast is a little bit different. Yeah, it is. That's why I have so many weather apps on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I can check them all Just and take, take an the average. average. <laughs> yeah. I, under, I have the same thing. <laughs> so, well, you know, yes. it's a forecast. You know, they're throwing darts. So <laughs> yes. really, as, as light as the rain was the last couple of days, it'd probably yeah. be fine to dig today, though. Oh, I think so. I think yeah. so. Without being too compacting. Yeah, I was surprised. What day did I tell you I was digging? Um... Thursday, actually. I was digging a little bit Thursday, which was not a nice day, but it's still, it was good. It was not bad at all. Yeah. And last Sunday I was digging. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, last Sunday I was too wet to dig. There there were a couple places in my yard that were, I shouldn't be digging here, so I didn't. Oh, how really? odd. How odd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't do it anyway. <laughs> oh, the do as I say, not as I do. Mom. Oh, I tell you I've what. I've had a few of those this week, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that more than once, haven't I? I know, and I love that you have. <laughs> because there are those moments that I'm like, oh, oh that so needs trimmed. And you it's just driving me it. nuts. And I know it's the wrong time of year, but, but I'm hey, going to go do for it, it anyway. <laughs> Marianne would do it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. But I have dug when it's too wet and you're not supposed to. But I dig my hole and just let it sit aside and air out. Drain and air. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Yeah. As long as you're not stomping down the ground around it. Well, yeah. There's that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we have different techniques like that. So you can maybe open it up and let it sit and let the sun and the wind. And sometimes it's a matter of hours. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Depending upon how warm it is or how yeah. sunny it is it might dry out enough that you could actually work the soil and break it back down yep. uh, sometimes yep. if you don't even go that far just even sticking a fork in and then lifting it up without flipping it over just getting some air circulation in there yep of course and then covering it up before the rains and then taking it off in between just so there's it can concept. dry out so <laughs> there's yeah. all kinds of ways to cheat yep and make it yeah. and get good results make it work absolutely so you've been shopping this morning already, Steve? Yeah, I'm going to uh, buy some bulbs and get them planted tomorrow. That's really pretty. So in these are going to go in some raised beds around some peonies and some perennial plants. Nice. These will just be in there for cuts, so some daffodils and some hyacinths. 
and then uh, hoping to plant garlic tomorrow too finally yay mm. how tall do hyacinths get when they're healthy <laughs> they're, they're pretty uniform you know i'm going to say on the average in that 10 inch 8 to 10 inch range yeah. okay yeah okay because I had tried some, and uh, it really they'd only gotten up off the ground, maybe just like a couple inches of that. So you, I figured it was something I, you know, maybe I didn't feed it enough or water enough. You know, maybe it was uh, bad pH in the soil. It's always something else. But I suspected they're supposed to get a little taller than that. <laughs> a little more than two inches? Yeah, you're more probably than right. Two inches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the stem itself, you know. Yeah. Total height, maybe Six, four, <laughs> five. That's not so bad. I mean, it kind of starts in making sure you get the right planting depth. Uh, you know, and hyacinths would want to be deeper compared to most other bulbs, so they'll be closer to eight inches deep. So that'd be the first thing you'd want to make sure happens. And then the second thing would be making sure they have enough of a, that the flower parts are fully formed before you plant them, and then also that they have enough of a cooling period to to do their thing they need to be fertilized so, so you can't plant them in march and expect them to bloom in april or yeah be fully developed or the full size right as they would need to be but they're uh, they're pretty foolproof if you right okay pretty foolproof and just because you didn't have great results this year They'll, yeah that doesn't mean that if you got them at the right depth that doesn't mean that you won't have really good results next year i'm um, see that's an excellent point. Just I didn't even think open. about that. Yep. But always that is what's so fun about the perennials. Yeah. They just pop up and surprise you. It's yeah. like, oh, I forgot about those. Yeah. That's what spring's about. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the yellow tulips. <laughs> I don't remember planting that. I've got yeah, a, exactly. I have, I have a little sign that says that in the garden. I don't remember planting that. <laughs> I love it. Seriously, yeah. That's, oh, I need one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went ahead and, and picked out a Dracenia because you are offering a coupon um, for the four-inch Dracenias. And then, of course, uh, this one I just had to get because it's, it's the, without the white, is that lemon-lime? Yeah, probably. It's possible. There's, so, there's hundreds of Dracenias, and there's just little nuances of difference on the variegations. Okay. So that particular one you have is... I'll have to read the name on it because it's so similar to all the others. Gold Star Warneck. Oh, there you go. Warnecki eye. So okay. it's you know, dark green center and then a white margin around the dark green and then a yellow margin on the outside edge of the leaf. That's a great color combination. It really is. Just fresh and clean. Very striking. Yeah. And with the, yeah, with the white striping in there, it just differentiates the other two colors yes, even it does. more. Yes, it makes really them pop. accents them, yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely yes. does. Well, and what we're talking about is actually a tropical plant that you would use as a house plant now, this time of year. What great color inside the house. So in the, in the summertime, And just so she's prepared. Assuming she's got a bright indirect light yep. for it. Okay. How large would you think that would get if it gets wonderful care? As which I'm sure it's going to. Of Thank course you. it is. She'll talk nice to it, I know. I tell everybody to do that. I'll send to it. So I, I've had um, friends that have grown Tracinas for a couple of decades, one plant, that <gasps> that grew up into their vaulted ceiling. <gasps> 
So, you know, I guess the sky's the limit, maybe. <laughs> what a stunning look. I don't think most of them get like How that. How large of a pot did it need, though? Well, uh, container? unfortunately, it, it did not get repotted. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So it was struggling, it was but tall, it got they tall. It <laughs> but that, so that's going to get large at some point in time. And, 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 so and large in diameter, guess? too. What would you guess, Steve? Well, I think it's if it has the light level it wants. I would guess it's going to get as large as the ceiling and the environment will allow it to do. Wow. That's amazing. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of to my mind. But um, but uh, that's going to happen mostly in the summer? Well, the, in the growing the, the, season? or because Right. It's You're not going to get much growth this time of year. Okay. And good. so starting sometime in March or April, you'll start to see more new growth going. It doesn't okay. mean you aren't going to get some. But the intense growth, if everything else is correct in terms of its growing conditions with the light level and the moisture level and temperatures, is going to be basically April through September. Yep. Um, okay. Beautiful. That's why we recommend that you cut back on fertilizer for houseplants in the wintertime because the, the light levels have a huge impact on how much it grows. And they slow down. They rest. Yep, okay. They do. Get their energy up to start growing again. And it's always imperative, though, to use fertilizer on houseplants. Oh yeah, because during when, the growing season. Uh, yeah, when we're when we're watering that soil in that con- confined environment, mm. then you know you wash nutrients out of the soil. So you need to do some supplementation of that. Yeah, and, and you know, n- not repotting your plant is kind of a form of uh, controlling the size of it. So it's like bonsai you know it's uh, if you keep the plant in a more restricted environment it's not going to grow as full so if you keep moving it up it's going to continue to go to its outer limits okay so then what do I do when uh, I love knowing that but when the roots start to circle around it seems like I'm just making it suffer you you probably are I, I can so just imagine that it hurts. So what do you but, do you know. then? Can you trim the roots off? Yeah, but you know, I it scares me to do that. I, I mean, I, I, I technically I understand you don't have to do that. I mean that you don't should should be afraid to do that. But um, that's how uh, little little bonsai plants are created that are, are controlled that way. They're not created that way. They're controlled. It's a, a root pruning method. So it it doesn't kill the plant to do that unless you just cut all the roots off but right. uh, yeah trimming them back or you can just kind of get your fingers in there and pull them out and stretch them out and oh. probably that'll be too long for the pot because it'll you've let it go around circle the pot yes so you'll have to prune them anyway <laughs> okay yeah, and sometimes you'll see that they're they they look a little unhealthy because they're discolored yeah. and so it's okay to trim some of those really really gnarly looking ones off because what you want is the roots get discolored yeah okay did you look at the roots on this one at all no i didn't even think of doing that when, I, when it, so what do you well we could pull it out of the pot and so you can really see them if you want to i don't want to sprinkle a bunch of dirt around here oh, i'll so tell you what we'll work we're, on that we've got brooms in center we've got brooms you can you can sweep it up <laughs> <laughs> i know but still so I'm just squeezing the pot a little bit to kind of loosen it from the sides. A little Charmin action. Uh, Not too bad. Look at the I would on that. guess. Looks good. I mean, they look beautiful and healthy, 
with the well, light gold color. Yeah, that's color. what you're looking for. And and they certainly are not wrapping around it all. Yeah. Ooh, there's a nice big healthy one. Nice no, big it's healthy. it's just filled in perfectly. Yeah. This so, is uh, are you gonna leave it in this pot for a while? Uh, is that your yeah. intention? That'd be that'd be great, just as it is. It's not too far along, and my guess is if you take good care of it, it's gonna be fine in that pot until you go into the growth cycle starting next March or yeah, April. Absolutely. And at that point, I would consider bumping it up an inch or two in diameter at the most. Oh, okay, good. And the, that's a Dracaena, and coupons are available. For uh, the four-inch pots, yeah. For the four-inch pots. PrairieGardens.com. There you go. Okay, and Facebook? And Prairie Gardens Facebook. Okay, good. 356-9397 is our phone number, or you can text 351-5357, plant experts, live at Prairie Gardens. Let's go ahead and go to the phones, where Jim from Muhammad is calling in to join us. Good morning, Jim. Oops. No Jim. Do we have a Jim? Dave, Dave did. Oh, Jim, there. We can hear you now. <laughs> I know. Um, for my parents' home and put them in an open spot in the corner of our lot. Well, um, they started to slowly take off, and this is the second year they've been in place, and for whatever reason, I now have poison ivy growing within those hydrangeas. Oh, no. Was, was not the first year, so I don't know if it's something that I can put like a, fertilize like a weed and feed to kill the, I don't want to kill the hydrangeas, obviously, um, but if, other than going in there and pulling out the poison ivy, is there a way that I can, or something I can do to get rid of the poison ivy that's grown within? And I don't know where the poison ivy came from because we don't have any in our yard. I don't know if it just was something that was dormant when I pulled out the, when I transplanted it. Um, I have used some of our hanging flower pots. At the end of the year, I'll take the dirt from that and then I'll spread that in the hydrangeas just to give them some extra new fresh dirt. So any ideas? Well, we happen to have on our panel somebody who has more experience in eradicating poison ivy than All perhaps put anyone. <laughs> and he happens to be highly allergic to it. Yeah. That's John right. Weisgarver. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, John. <laughs> so if is it is it Jim, is it really tangled up inside? Um, your your plants. Actually Yeah, no, it's more on the on the outside ed- edges of it. That's good. Um because I was able to pull out some of it, and of course, then I got some. I, I still had gloves on, but I was—I still was able to, fortunately, get some on my forearms and everything. So I had to get some medicine to help get rid of that. But anyway, it's—it's it's yep. not fully, but I know it will be shortly if I don't try to take care of it. Sure. So, so obviously, when you're working with that, you have to gear up with your long sleeves, gloves and sometimes even a mask if it's really bad, but it doesn't sound like yours is super, super bad. Uh, for right now, what I would consider, because we're going into the, the dormant season, I might think about just getting in and cutting it back to the ground. Okay. And then next okay. spring, when the leaves start to emerge, 
when it gets up a little bit warmer up into so we have consistently above 50 degrees then your herbicide is going to really work really well and that works by okay. applying it to the foliage and then it translocates down into the roots and kills it so that's your best opportunity okay. to really eradicate it so you'd have to keep that yeah, off the leaves of the hydrangea though it's um yeah okay yeah and if you have to okay. consider cutting the hydrangea back in size just so they're further apart i would consider doing that while the plants dormant okay and give, giving you just a little bit okay. more leeway mm -hmm. uh, consider using a shield okay. maybe a piece of cardboard or something so even if you're going to be spraying on a calm day that you can put it between the hydrangea and the poison ivy just so you're even more under control and john you think maybe a couple applications realistically usually it takes at least two okay Okay. Well, it's good to know. I was yeah. going to go old and as far school as transplanting, or I mean, somehow he was able to transmit what a seed or something. I'm going to guess it was in the environment somehow, some way. I don't think you know the, the two things that are most likely is it was there were some root pieces when you transplanted the hydrangea, and they were they came along with the hydrangea, or somehow, some way, just in the area and disturbing the area. Huh. They they woke up, but I don't think it came from your potting soil soil that you've dumped. No, I don't think so. Out either. there, um, okay. So. Good, good luck with it. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Tamara. Oh, you bet. Okay. All right. Have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, yeah, good Jim. Luck, Jim. You too, and good Thanks, luck Jim. with that. That's a pernicious problem. It is. It is. Yeah. And then I, I was looking it up online while you guys were chatting with Jim. Is it hard to identify? No. Because they're, okay. How many? No, have you ever heard the adage, leaves of three, let it be? No. I like that, though. Leaves of three, let it be. Because, yeah, I'm looking at the photos, and, yeah, it's like um once you know what it is, it's, it's it, always going it to be jumps yeah. from a yeah. texture, color standpoint. Yeah. It's just going to jump. Oh, okay. There's a similar uh, Virginia creeper or something yeah. prolific around as well. It's yeah. very similar, but it's quite different. Yeah. And it's around too, huh? Yep. And then poison oak and poison sumac. Do we have poison sumac around here? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Poison ivy typically is the most common. Right. Okay. Good to know. But and and yeah, I can like even in like you're right pretty much in the center of town Ish, of yeah. civilization, not uh, out in the country or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Touche. Um but then you're still you're still prone to get it, right? Oh, I could get it, sure. Sure. But uh, are you less prone than probably you are. So let's say one of these guys. It, maybe. Well, when I lived here in town in the established neighborhood, I had it. Really? Uh, yeah. I okay. think it just follows you, though, John. It probably does. <laughs> just like you. I blame it on the birds. The oh. birds do a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Distributing seeds, yeah. That's very true. It's like that darn pokeweed. <laughs> I'm still pulling up pokeweed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. But, you know, it's so nice to see that I'm getting some leeway, you know. Oh, you're making a headway in there? Oh, uh, finally, oh, oh. yes. Ab 
fabulous. Good feeling. See, persistence. Now, and now, now that I'm getting that out of the way, I'm discovering little baby trees. Or some that aren't such babies anymore. <laughs> so, you know, that could be a problem also. Yeah. Any, any plant in the wrong place has the potential to be called a weed. Good point. Sometimes right. trees so don't always seed in the right place. Gardening checklist. Any suggestions mm-hmm. for people? Clean up. Clean up. Clean up. Mulching. Mulch. Compost. Compost. Water. Oh, no, well, after tomorrow, maybe not so much. But this last week, I, I found that I had to water Really? In places, yeah. I'm surprised. I am, too. I was very surprised. But there it was. Wow. You're dedicated. Just pay attention to it. That's all. Well, plus you have some new plantings that you want to pay attention it, to, Yeah, right? that's exactly right. And I, and I moved some evergreens, which need even more moisture. And I just did that. So it's I have to pay real close attention to keeping them hydrated. Mm. Maybe not now, after tomorrow, but... Well, but, but yes, if I'm... If I remember what you've said er, before, uh, evergreens will not let you know that they are distressed until, until a it's too long late. time later. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's too late. And hydration is a big one, I'm sure, especially yeah. going into the winter. Yeah, it truly is. With the winds. So I know we're having a few customers still come in for grass seed, but we're really getting it's pretty late. It's slowed down a lot. Yeah. And if you did sow grass seed in the last couple of weeks, uh, these rains have been great, but make sure you're... Not letting more than a few days go by before you probably water. get some water back yeah. on there. But again, we may be okay again starting tomorrow for yeah. another few days without that. Uh, fertilizing your lawn, perfect time of year. Yeah. The best time of the year. Mm. If you're only going to fertilize once or fertilize twice, the fall's the, the perfect time to do it. So I'd throw that on there. Yep. Um, Core aeration if you haven't done it for a few years. Yep. That would be perfect. Um, feeding trees and shrubs. Perfect time. Yeah, I would be doing that. Again, you're not going to be promoting new growth. It's cooling off enough. Things are slowing down, but the plants can absorb it, and they'll be healthy and ready to put on their growth yep. for next spring. Then. And if you are diligent about some insect control for trees and shrubs, apply some systemic product. I was just going to say this is the time to do the bear or that that product there's several products out there but that protects for 12 months for the emerald ash borer and several other things so it's a great time to do that that's uh, a great one to protect against japanese beetles as well yeah and we're uh looking at we're placing orders for next spring for a lot of things right now and in sbm we call it bear but they're really kind of somebody not bear anymore but but anyway um you know they're changing they're still making that product available but they're making a different product available for smaller trees and shrubs so up to 12 feet changing the active ingredient because of the pushback on the neonics uh, and the effect on pollinators Uh, but it's not available as a drench it's only available as a spray or in a granule so there'll be one more product to confuse everybody but the results the results are supposed to be pretty good that's great um, again it'll have a s- systemic disease control too so very effective for that so they're marketing that more for the roses shrubs and small trees but it won't translocate as high up into a, the plant as the neonics will so more labels to read for next spring okay. that's so important though <laughs> reading labels bring the magnifying Absolutely. glass with oh, the light I mean, on I mean, it sometimes those don't even help i'll tell you what <laughs> That's that's what's difficult about all the chemicals, and with with almost everything, you know, it, 
most things are a compromise or a trade-off, right? Yeah. Uh, there's some advantages and things, and then perhaps some disadvantages to it. Yeah. And that's the problem with the neonics. It's you know they do have a negative impact on pollinators. There's yeah. pro- a lot of other problems that we've talked about when we've had Rena and Jim and other people on talking about things that impact the pollinators as much or more probably than the neonics do themselves. But they, that's what it's all the press. Uh, but then and then you think about the neonic, if its persistence is there, that means the applicator is less exposed to applying an insecticide. Perhaps the drench is a safer method for them to apply than a spray uh, in terms of blowing back on them or getting inhaling it or something like that. So those are positive things for those chemicals that have the neonic in it yeah. mm. uh, and less exposure to humans. So it's mm. like you got to weigh everything out and decide what's best for you. And yep. Go from there. Have yeah. choices. Yep. Great time to be getting your house plants inside. They it might already have been affected by the cold, but you need to work on that right now. Really, because we've only gotten down what into the forties. Have we made it into the forties? They're tropical plants, honey. They like warm weather. Oh, you know, because I'm thinking, you know, freezing level no. thirty two. No. It can be a lot co- warmer than that, and still. Well, even Effective last night, was okay. I don't know what it got down to, but it was supposed to be down into perhaps 38. I don't know. Or so, but I, I don't think it got that cold. I don't think it got that cold. 41 at my house yeah. this yeah. morning. So, but that's consistently starting to be too cool for these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing for it to be a night or two, and yeah. the daytime temperatures are up in 70 or whatever, and maybe still it's, again, an overall better environment for it. But really, when you get below 50, you need to start to be aware of it. Yep. And certainly mm-hmm. below 45 or 40 it's probably time to make it happen. Yep. And again, if you haven't treated with the systemic granule in the soil, that's a good way to keep the critters from coming inside the house. Uh, it's still not too late to do that, even if it's time to get the plant inside. Right. Uh, we recommend that. We recommend a, a, a physical removal, you know, wiping the foliage down, spraying the plant down, whatever it might do to keep the critters from coming in, and then considering a topical insecticide. Yep. Yes, right sir. before it comes in or once it comes in. Yep. Can you believe I actually did that? All three? All three. You the man. Wow. I'm proud of you. I'm impressed. Well, sometimes, and sometimes the physical removal is very difficult. It can be. And that's why sometimes the physical removal might be removing some of the plants so you have less to clean. Yeah. By cutting it back. You know what? I, there's a, uh, several of my plants that I do that just so it doesn't have so much to support inside while it's just trying to yeah. oh relax it's gonna do it anyway you might as well yeah. predetermine what happens <laughs> you right have to get rid of it now before it turns brown yeah. <laughs> yeah and again you know we talk about it no matter how experienced you are and you know that plant grew a lot this summer and it's outdoors it's hard to put it into scale and perspective you bring it through the threshold of that door or you can't even bring it through the door right. uh, then, then you realize how big that baby got this yeah. summer. Yeah. and then sometimes you have to evaluate maybe it's time to move on till next year and get let, something let it new. Go. Ooh. Yeah. However, Ooh. by then perhaps there are some smaller new sprouts uh, coming up, new shoots, and so you can just kind of get rid of the bigger ones and keep the babies. Eh, maybe. Probably yeah. not in too many maybe. cases, but yeah. <laughs> I'd try it. Anyway. It's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> Why not? 
<laughs> this is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. You can join us by calling 356-9397. That's 217 area code. Or you can text us at 351-5357. Steve, you know what else is really good to be doing right now is What's planting trees and shrubs and perennials. Ooh, wouldn't it be perfect? Yeah. It's if you be, except for the moisture that's coming. It's still so hard for me to believe because we are going into winter. What, no, still? we're going into fall, honey. We you haven't missed we're anything. In yet. fall, <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, there's, there's no <laughs> reason not to get it done. Early. The no. soil's more workable. You can get a head start on the root system. Yeah, you don't See, have to mess with the next spring, and you can do what you want to do. There's still enough time for the root system to get you know hooked well, in enough before. Oh, well, it's yeah. already got roots, That's so it. you're going to be fine. You're going to mulch it in. You're going to hold the moisture, so the roots are going to continue to develop for yeah. another four or six weeks. Mulch is really important, but mm-hmm. yeah, just it's a great time to be doing that. And even better, they're on sale here at Prairie Gardens. That is even better. Yeah, the, the uh, shade, shade, shade trees. A couple Father Gila out there that are turning oh, my head. Yes, still those. some ITA. They and get some great fall hydrangeas. Yeah. 50% off. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> I know. That is nice. And, and I know you still had, last week you still had some shrubs. At 50% off? Well, they're 50% off this week. Yeah. Okay, yep. good. That's yes. where we were mentioning the Father Gill on the IT, and see. there's some nice uh, Physocarpus. Yep. Some nine barks nine out there. Bark. Yep. Just definitely are. Nice selection of really good varieties. I'm still. And those, uh, the, the hollies are yeah, just, just showing off yeah. so well. I just oh can't believe gosh. all the berries on those. The deciduous, ho- or the hollies that lose the leaves, the winterberry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, the, the girls, which are the ones that produce the berries just showing off like crazy it's red berries all over them. <laughs> the girls yeah, yeah. The I girls. Love it. <laughs> look Remember, at the girls we, we talked about it last week we brought one in, in yes here. yeah okay yeah but we still have some left and they're 50 percent mm-hmm. off also already yeah wow that's great get them in the ground great time to do it okay good good and maybe i'll be doing some transplanting get your pokeweed out of the ground first that's okay yeah, you're right. You're right. I know you're right. Oh, well, you know, I get uh, one week left to enjoy my Halloween decorations that oh. are outside. Yeah, it's That's Halloween. a week from tomorrow. And then Ooh. two weeks from tomorrow is uh, when we end or start daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. Take a look. I think we end at... Yeah. So, have you noticed any color around yet? Just a yes, little I bit. Have. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. cooling off at night really helped, made it's a lot of difference. Really, yeah. really late this year. Yeah. yeah, it is. I was noticing last evening before it got dark about the, the hickory trees around me are getting that oh, yeah. beautiful golden color, and some of the oaks are starting to color up just a little bit. Yeah. Some of the sugar maples in town are looking fantastic. Some of the sugar maples, yeah. At least. Yeah splotches of orange here and there i have the, I, a couple of trees that i pass on the way to work and, and a couple of them are like in full color but then everything around it for blocks is just totally green so you know it's just and why would you years. why would you guys guess it's been late this year for fall color would you like me to tell you what i read in the paper this morning <laughs> no i'd like you to have sure. your own opinion please the news gazette we'll have a little plug there cross okay. promotion <laughs> what did you read well, I'm, I'll tell you what I thought first. Before okay. I before I read the article, I thought, well, you know, it was just warmer, longer. Okay. That that's what I think 
because we haven't had as many cool nights. We've just been pretty consistently warm. Yeah. Warm. Yeah. And I think it's that, and I think it's the fact that things aren't stressed because they're dry, and you know there's been adequate moisture uh, for the most part. Yeah. Yep, that makes yeah. sense. And too. I think that makes a big difference in terms of. Guess what? What? That's what the newspaper article said. Did it? <laughs> Hey, they must be right. They then. were spot on. <laughs> because they agree with us, they must be right. That's yeah. funny. There you go. The, I'm, 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 it's nice to know because I was looking at my um, burning burning bush. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> burning bushes. And uh, and I was noticing, you. they're only, usually they're kind of really starting to really turn about sure. this time of year. Sure, mid-late October. Only, yeah. only the tips and the edges. It won't be long now. <laughs> yeah, as it gets with it cooling out. off like it is right now, it's gonna I think change a lot pretty well, quick. Well, I, you know, to me, what you want is some cool nights. You could even have a frost, but we want to avoid a, a heavy freeze, freeze yeah. hard freeze, because we don't want these leaves to just become crispy, crispy and dry when yeah. they're green. You yeah. want to be able to go through this process to enjoy the fall color. Yeah, especially on the Japanese maples and some of the oh, things that yeah. you've been mm-hmm. just waiting for it to happen that don't seem to happen any too early at all. I've got one Japanese maple that's really pretty right now. It's the um, coral bark, the oh, sangokaku. Yeah. Um, its leaves are beginning to get kind of a real golden yellow, and the bark is starting to color up, getting really intense coral red. Nice. It's just so really? pretty. Yeah. It's, that does I, sound beautiful. The, the Japanese maples... I just some of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I love them. I understand. Nice. Anything else for the gardeners besides clean up and fertilizing trees, shrubs, lawns, core aerating, mulching, planting. Planting would be perfect. Planting bulbs too. Still time to get bulbs in the ground. And still a decent selection, a pretty good selection of tulips and minor bulbs, daffodils, yeah, yeah, kind of of stuff. that's There's why some, still some alliums left. I'm getting mine this morning because I don't want anything to get picked over later today or good tomorrow. Idea. Good idea. That is a good idea. Absolutely. Um, so start getting your garden ready for your vegetable garden ready for next year. The compost and oh, whatever uh, else you need to put a into good it. Good idea. Sure. Get it. Get it worked now. Well, today, and you know, after next week, you can work on it too after it dries out again. But okay, you'd be that far ahead. Just getting the past mulched in and filled in so you have less weeds next spring when yep. things are going on. Plus, it's easier to trups around there and less chance of it compacting the soil, even with some of the rains that we've had, compared to what it's going to be like next spring. Yeah. So it's a good time to get it done. Okay. And scout for scout critters. Mm. Mr. Vol. Evaluate, evaluate <laughs> yeah. what your plan's going to be. Uh, thought tanks consider soon wrapping some of the trees i was thinking about that last night and if in doubt do it now right yeah yeah it's not gonna hurt i'll wait but <laughs> you'll wait till it's uncomfortably cold yeah so my, hand, my fingers won't be able to move and yeah yeah it's my favorite time to work outdoors and which trees do you really want to focus on wrapping just the newer ones anything with a ones? smooth trunk smooth yeah. yep. so even an older one but but with a smooth bark. Most older ones don't have that smooth of a trunk. I mean, they do yeah. to some extent, but... Um, Pernas sometimes, even yeah. older ones, but, but mostly it's younger trees with smooth bark. Okay. And then what do you wrap it with? You can use a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll sell a paper and a fabric wrap that you can start at the base of the plant and work its way up. We sell a, a 
coil type of thing that you can just quickly wrap around the trunk. Oh, a white plastic. Yeah. Uh, you could use literally anything. You could use burlap. You could use any other fabric if you wanted to. You could use uh, PVC pipe, you know, the corrugated PVC yep. pipe and slit it and wrap it around it. You just want to keep that direct sun from hitting the trunk. And oh, okay. So like when it's around zero or colder and you don't want that sunlight in the morning to cause rapid expansion of the cells. Yeah, the heavier the, material like the PVC and stuff will also protect from uh, critters chewing on the base of a trunk. Rabbits have been rabbits and so deer, yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I'm I'm sure they'll be active in the winter. So then, really, uh, uh, because I know they like the burnt wood. They like everything. <laughs> you could um, fence it off. Put like a, the little green wire. Sometimes that works. Kind of protect if it it's a the bit. size. If it's small enough to really keep them out, absolutely. It still won't. You still want to wrap the trunks if you're concerned about sun scald on a smooth tree. But it would. But yeah, if you have to keep one more layer to keep the rabbits out or deer or whatever the problem might be. Okay. Yeah. Always something. As far Always. as wrapping the trees, I'm, I'm going to bring up. I showed you the picture last year, I think it was, where I found the tree and somebody had knit like a scarf. Oh, I for the entire. I remember the picture. <laughs> the entire length of the tree yep. was like what six feet i think it was it was very colorful it was very colorful it was so well done it was beautiful i like that i yeah it was it was i remember the photograph that was really neat yeah <laughs> i i just did burlap around my trees but then i did little bows with twine so oh it looked very oh festive. how cute, cute. Yes. What's well, one more way to decorate i love hey. it hey <laughs> go for it Oh, this is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. You can uh, join us at 356-9397 or text 351-5357. You want to touch upon the Totally Christmas Open House that's coming up? That's coming up. It's going to be November 12th, 13th, and 14th. So it's going to be pretty darn exciting. I love it. We pushed it back just a, a couple weeks this year just to make sure all the product that they'd been had chosen last December and January uh, was in because they and work, the, the, the buying team works so hard to make sure they're incorporating all these different elements in to put together to make, you know, to give you the results that Prairie Gardens can only do in terms of all the different details yeah, sure. with the with the themes. So uh, we pushed it back a couple of weeks to make sure everything was in stock and ready to go. So you can shop a lot of Christmas stuff right now. I mean, there's so much every day, every week that goes by. So but it changes every day. Yeah. It's just as you walk in every morning, it's like, wow, look what got done yesterday. How fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it will be fun. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I think yeah. shopping early and often is probably going to be the motto this spring Shop. or this Christmas season. Shop early yeah, and I, th often. I think <laughs> when, and you yeah, when you see something, you should get it and don't think about it because it might not. Yes, that's so my problem. I do that all the time. Me too. You guys are trendsetters. You've been doing it for years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trendsetters. Everybody wants to do what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, but oh yeah, some, do some of the themes this this year are just unbelievable. I just some of them have blown me away. I just I'm already like. Brian was talking about some this morning yeah. and showing me before the before the show. And we were talking about how in the past couple of years it's gone very country. Mm -hmm. uh, but this year, 
um, he was showing me the black and white. Isn't that awesome? It's um, yes, it's so classy, and uh, it's called Black Tie. Ooh, which reminds me of a ZZ Top. I think it was Sharp Dressed Man. They say that black tie. Yes, <laughs> but I was telling him because it's also like silvery and shiny. I said, "What a wonderful look going into New Year's Eve and New Year's Day." That too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that can continue through the winter. So yeah. you don't have to yes. necessarily say, oh, Christmas is over, let's take it down. You can continue that through. Right. And it isn't like glaring red and green. It's just a lot classier. And that's what I'm noticing with a lot of the Christmas items that uh, that are out this year that you guys are carrying. Classier, you know, a little more posh. You, you mean like the pink sequin tree skirt? <laughs> you saw that, did you? Come on. Isn't that not beautiful? Pink, light pink sequined tree skirt. Of course, I'm not going to get it for myself. I'm thinking of my sister. But um, but that's just it. Yes, nice and flashy when you want. And you still have the country available as well because that is a charming, darling That's still. the cool part about, about the people that put all this together is that everybody has a different idea. So there's a lot of different themes going on. All across the board. Yeah. It's yep. really cool. So speaking of the themes, are you going to have the yep. uh, Easter egg tree hunt? You knew what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. When your favorite decorated tree free will be part of the open house again. Again, the open house is going to be November 12th, 13th, and 14th. That's so fun. So to explain that real quick, you have, uh, you've numbered the trees, and you have various ones around the store, and you look at each one, and you decide which ones you want, which one you like best. Which one's your favorite. And then you vote on it, and then you submit your ballot, and then maybe you'll win that tree. We'll choose a winner per one, store. One gets, yep. one gets chosen. That's great. All right. So with that, we've got some neat open house specials that will be going on that day. And then, again, just seeing what's new. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. It's and already again, fun. It is. And you can see so much right now, you don't have to wait till the open house on the 12th to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want that artificial Christmas tree, if you want that accent or ornament piece or whatever, or that pink lame whatever tree skirt that you got with fur on it uh yeah sequence thing how tacky steve with a a felt backing and the really pretty white furry lining to make it look like santa there are so many cool skirts over there i just and i don't need them you know i've I've had so many over the years but there's there's only three that i want only (laughs) i know i only put up one tree (laughs) i understand (laughs) i'm gonna have to maybe think that Override. You're going to have to draw straws or prioritize somehow. Somehow. You know, like week one of December, I'll do this tree skirt. Well, but you could get all three and then just switch them out. Oh, every week put a different skirt under it? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, John. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so totally Christmas open house here at Prairie Gardens, November 12th through the 14th. Make sure to look forward to uh, put that on your calendar. on out early check out all the other deals enjoy gardening folks go plant some bulbs today take care of your house plants okay good you've been listening to plant experts live at prairie gardens with plant experts marianne metz john weisgarver and steve brown i'm tamara mcdaniel our executive producer is dave leak we'll have a podcast of this show available later today at wdws.com just click on multimedia and you'll also find podcasts of previous shows Certainly hope that you enjoy the rest of this gorgeous day and get ready for some rain tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for listening. Go Illini!